Charlie? Yes, Giovanni? You want to be on top? I definitely do. Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's Next Top Model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Aya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, Giovanni. Welcome to uh, welcome to our second episode. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back. Me too. It was great to spend time with our favorite girls recently and revisit their journey toward becoming America's Next Top Model. Yes, and realizing that the journey is long for some of these girls. It's like. The ugly duckling. The journey is long and that road is harsh. <laughs> it is. Well, let's talk about what happened in the episode. Well, we start off with Shannon reflecting on being in the bottom two. And I had to take back that I said she was from Illinois when they referred to her as Leatherskin. And we talked about that, but she's actually from Ohio. So I'm so sorry, Shannon. Um, I need to fix my errors. Uh, I'm glad that we will no longer be getting mean tweets from Illinois about your error. Yes, thank God. Uh, So after that, we get a little glimpse of Elise in the confessional room, and she is beginning to unravel in a The Shining kind of way. Yeah, so soon. It is like cut to Shannon being upset, and then Elise just being angry and confused as to what is going on in this competition. Telling it all to the camera. Yeah, honestly. Well, we get our second note from Tyra, which Adrian finds. And I think Adrian, the OG, like coins the term Tyra mail, referring to the note. She literally says, we got Tyra mail. It's a big moment. It's an iconic moment. And then we catch another iconic interaction between Elise and Robin. Uh, Robin's reading the Bible with Shannon at the table. And she comes across a verse that says, foolish is the man who says there is no God. So, of course, she turns to Shannon and say, I'm going to show this to Elise. And then calls Elise over to get her, quote unquote, point of view on that statement. Uh, so Elise looks at it and she's like, I, she doesn't know what to say because she's like, obviously, this is about me and this is super rude. And then Robin <laughs> literally says, When I read that, it made me think of you. So forward and the balls, the lady balls that Robin (laughs) has to present this to the house atheist. The militant atheist, as she describes herself. (laughs) When I read this, it made me think of you. Like, also can be taken in so many ways. Yeah. If if said in the right voice. We are thrown into the exercise teach of the week. (laughs) Where we meet Tyra at this loft space that could also be like the third floor of this loft that they're at maybe because the budget is so low. (laughs) It looks like a place where Dexter might rap and murder someone. Yes, it probably is the set to Dexter. We see Tyra in, I have to just say this, in some awful, awful getup. It is like tulle on her shoulder. She's wearing like a tank top and jeans. It's like Marquesa meets 
true religion and I'm just so confused. And and she's, that tool on her shoulder is actually that big flower pin trend that uh, was popularized by Carrie and Sex in the City. <laughs> that, that's what she's doing. Where is Patricia Field? I have something, I have some words to say to her. <laughs> well, the teacher's about runway walks and she, you know, struts her stuff down the runway and talks about the different walks in the mall industry. You know, there's the catalog walk, the church walk, the I'm sexy walk, which are obviously all wrong in the high fashion world. We want our girls to be stiff as gourds. Mm-hmm. And then we are introduced to the iconic Jay Alexander and life as we know it will be forever changed. Uh, Jay is the runway coach to the top models. And immediately when Jay arrives on the scene, the diva jumps out. The D, capital D diva. For now, I'm going to use he, him pronouns for Jay because I think la- later on we'll discuss why that is, um, why that's a question at this point. But I believe that they are using he, him pronouns for Jay in this episode. So we're just going to follow suit until that changes. When he graced my TV screen, I was like, who is this man? I want to be this man. I'm a little too short to be a runway coach, but damn it, I want to learn how to walk from him. Jay's energy is both very fun and light and a little sarcastic. And then there are these moments where he gets right into teaching and you can see the seriousness and the depth of his knowledge uh, and how he's conveying that to the girls to help them improve. Yeah, I mean, the energy that he brings is unmatched. I have never met a single person in this series who has brought it like Jay has. Yeah, agree. Not a single person can hold a candle to him. Well, as we're doing the lesson, Jay has the girls walk up and down the runway like 55 times. Obviously, some girls just don't rise to the occasion, but he sees something in our girl, Elise. Obviously, she is this skinny Amazonian giant, and I think because of what is in fashion at the moment, he loves her. Mm-hmm. Her walk is borderline mummy. Like it's very stiff. It's very awkward. And it's a little lumbering. Yeah, but we it's, love it. It's like if Frankenstein and mummy had a baby, her name would be Elise and she would be a top model. Yes. Afterwards, he is talking about the issues that they have and he's going to correct them. And he tells the girls some words of advice that live rent and in my head forever. Walk like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. And never has anything ever resonated with me more in my entire life. So after the lesson, Jay asked the girls, what do you want to do after this? And it seems like he might be asking them if they want to like go grab a pizza or something. But instead, everyone like waxes very poetic about their future. Uh, most girls say acting or modeling, like Katie notably wants to be working in television. Um, but Elise uh, keeps, keeps it 100 and says if she doesn't win, she's going to go to medical school. Like, her fallback is potentially one of the most challenging academic decisions of a person's life. And uh, Jay responds by saying, wow, that's hard work. Yeah. I mean, we have a genius on the first cycle. So it's like, she knows how hard it is. And I love that she just gets so offended. And it's like, well, duh, it's medical school. Right? Yeah. Like it's like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do hear Elise talk a lot about her intellect in this episode in particular. And um, she notably says that being smart does not give her a leg up in this competition, which I think is also kind of an iconic stance to take on modeling. Uh, Yeah, because they were all dumb up until Elise showed up on the scene. Right, right. (laughs) Well, cut to the house again. And, you know, 
we find Elise in the confessional again, talking about how she just wants to go home and talking about eliminate me, send me, do it, like end me. This confessional camera is definitely Elise's therapist and is not charging her a copay. <laughs> I wonder what kind of insurance she takes. So the next day, we're back in the classroom with Jay for a runway challenge where the winner gets to meet Wyclef Jean in a studio. Can I just say that I didn't, I didn't even know who Wyclef Jean was until Shakira's Hips Don't Lie came out. I like didn't know who the Fugees were because I was also like... Well, you were a child. 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was listening to Britney Spears at this time. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Uh, during the challenge, oh, oh, wow. God. Oh, we are put into some questionable outfits. Mm-hmm. We, we have Katie parading around in some slutty Pocahontas fringe party city costume. Bare midriff. It is, in fact, it looks inspired by the Disney animated Pocahontas outfit. Like in my, in my mind, they're the same. Uh, yeah. I, the skirt was like an asymmetrical skirt. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, inspired by ebony was draped in white but she looked like the mother of the group who did not want to have this wedding she was just pissed <laughs> that she had to be there she is like robocop like just so angry at the world for some odd reason ebony has big robocop energy in every yeah. episode yeah it's like it's like grace jones also too but yeah grace is iconic we have Nicole in this like low rise cheetah print bell bottom flared pant with a crop top. And I think they meant to dress her for the Aerosmith video that was going to happen later on in the day. Cause yeah. I don't know who thought that was fashion. Those jeans not. are clinging to her hips for dear life. It was like two inches from like bush. Yeah. There's like a whisper of pube <laughs> about to burst forth. <laughs> uh, well, Elise was the most modestly dressed one. She was strutting down in this pink colonial number, like full on Little House on the Prairie. For real. I Elise, mean, I love it. Elise Ingalls Wilder has entered the chat. <laughs> Someone called Elizabeth Proctor. She's still <laughs> So then we see Giselle win the challenge and she says, I never win anything. Uh, and that's when Adrian starts to notice that Giselle maybe lacks a little bit of confidence, but also I feel like that's earned because Giselle, as a trained dancer, is told that she's going to be the hardest person to break of her walk habits. And she does walk like and stand like a dancer. Yeah, but I always feel like the most questionable girls are the ones who are like, I never win anything. My daddy doesn't have any money. But then, like, probably have the most opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and not winning anything doesn't mean that you deserve to win something. Exactly. Like, I don't understand that perspective. Um, so Giselle finds out she's allowed to bring three friends to meet Wyclef. And so very, um, you know, democratically, she chooses the three other top girls that Jay identified as having the strongest walk. And those were Adrian, Nicole, and Katie. Who probably don't even know who Wyclef is, especially Katie. Like, Katie, you're from Illinois. Yeah. Get it together. Back at the penthouse, again, we cut to Elise right away. And I think this is the confessional that just made confessionals famous. Mm-hmm. She loses it. It's chaotic. Like whoever told Tyra, let's put a camera in a room and let them talk to it and see what happens. That person got a raise after this happened. 1,000%. Well, she goes in and she 
digs some of these girls some graves. She talks about Adrian whispering Jay and Sal and Bob movies in her ear. I mean, I get it. I don't want someone in my ear quoting some dumb references, but also, like, you're in the house together. Like, just have fun. At least calm yeah. down. Yeah. She calls Kitty a liar, and she doesn't believe anything she's saying, um, which I don't know where that came from because I don't... We don't really see that. I don't really know Katie that well. Yeah. Obviously, she calls that Robin for showing her that foolish is the man verse. And Ex- extremely valid. Let's just say it. Like, oh, Robin. yes. Uh, Robin was not being very Christ-like in that moment. Yeah, it's just like, I'm not waving my beliefs in your face, so do not wave yeah. the Bible in my face. Mm-hmm. And she saves the best for last. She eviscerates Giselle, saying that she's <laughs> worthless. That her parents must be so ashamed of her. And oh my God. A waste of space. And every other word that comes out of her mouth is literally a beep. Beeped out. She ends with, you bitches. Let's take a listen to that because uh, it's, it's, worth, it's worth visiting. Yeah, it's iconic. Giselle, you worthless. You're so wasteful, bitchy, stupid. You're worthless. Your parents must be ashamed of you. Jay, you offended me today. I know what the medical school is hard work. How can I possibly not be aware of that? It takes a ass to cover every C, slice. Katie, I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. You're the most insincere person I've ever met. Damn it, let me die. You bitches. Uh, Giselle and the three other girls she picked are getting ready for their night with Wyclef. And as soon as they leave, Ebony finds a new Tyra male. Love she it. happens to be with Elise when she finds it, and Ebony says that she doesn't want to tell the girls who just went down to the lobby about the male arriving or even the content of it because they've read it. This is also funny because Elise starts reading the Tyra male, and immediately Shannon over her shoulder shouts out, 7.30 a.m. Yeah, like, and Elise, can I have my moment? Elise stops and she waits like two seconds for the air to clear. And then she starts reading the mail <laughs> from the beginning. Like, I'm going to have my moment, Shannon. Yeah. Like, don't cut me off. And yeah. Ebony, the shade is real. Not wanting to tell the other girls. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I kind of agree with her because the producers also delivered that Tyra mail. After the girls left so that seems premeditated and it's not anyone's responsibility to inform like no one woke those girls up in the first episode to tell them that they were going to be late right like they had to get there on their own so in this case it feels like no one's really obligated to tell them they should know that the next day there's going to be a photo shoot they're not fools yes but now i know what kind of competitor you are so i i mean i'm a competitor who believes in a level playing field which is when you get the prize and it takes you out of the house it's your responsibility (laughs) to know what you're expected to do so the girl you're not meeting white cloth (laughs) right right the girls learn that they're going to be shooting for stuff magazine which is one of those sleazy adjacent men's magazines with lots of boobs and thongs yeah like and, we'll and Rob, Robin decides that she's going to be the good person and she's going to run downstairs to tell the girls about the, the appointment the next day. Which is so nice of her. Like, look, the Christian girl is doing the right thing. I guess. <laughs> she's also done, like, the worst thing in this episode. <laughs> so let's call it a wash. Yeah. Well, then we see the, 
the four girls at the studio with Wyclef where everyone's just talking about, I love his music. And I'm like, I, I don't really believe that. It's mm-hmm. like, you're like smiling through your s- statement. So I don't believe it. The energy is very that moment in Clueless when Christian says, do you like Billie Holiday? And Cher says, I love him. (laughs) It's exactly like that. And then we're like cut into this like weird montage of like the girls dancing, they're singing like some elementary school chorus, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. And then White Cloth starts playing the guitar and I think is talking about the top model girls, but I don't really understand what he was saying just because the music was like very like intimate. And they're like drinking in like these styrofoam cups. Like, can I get a real cup, White Cloth? We're at your studio. Right. Nope. It's it's uh, single use plastics only for yeah. White Cloth. We did not care about the environment back then. We cut back to the when the girls get back, Ebony's chatting with Adrian and Ebony reveals she had no intention of telling the other girls about the photo shoot. And then in their cutaway interviews, Adrienne talks about learning about what kind of competitor Ebony is and realizes that it could have cost her the chance of winning. Yeah, see, I am so team Adrienne. I get that this is a condition, but like, what if the rules were reversed and like you won and then no one found, no one told you? Ebony just, you know, that Robocop intensity of hers is... (laughs) it's real. Like she brings it every minute. She doesn't ever forget that she's in a competition. There's also that little uh, interlude of her practicing in the mirror. And while the yeah. girls are with Wyclough, she's practicing her walk with her Walkman on. Yeah. In the hallway. So she's like, she's in it to win it. I guess she's, she's not in Harlem. She's not there to make friends. True. In the morning, we see Robin hold court as the Christians usually do, I guess in the mornings. Um, and I guess we see the first ever fight, like yeah. the little gang up. Um, and she wants to talk about Ebony and, you know, throw Ebony under the bus and state that, you know, I was the person who told you and Ebony had no intention of sharing the information with you. And then she tells Ebony she has demons and that they will soon come out. So, <laughs> I mean, it feels judgy. It feels very judgy to tell the only lesbian in the room that she has demons inside. True, true. I wish there had been some self-awareness of that moment. True. I guess it's a little cringe looking back at it now. And then Ebony's defending herself, talking about how this is not a sorority. I get that. This is not gamma, 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 but... Or I don't really know a lot of these things. So <laughs> I, I was never in a fraternity. And she states that she was not obligated. So I see her point. But famously, Robin bursts out into song and dance as Ebony is talking, talking about something being excellent. And I'm assuming she's talking about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then cut away to a prayer, I guess the first ever top model prayer session. And Ebony iconically breaks the fourth wall and stares at the camera to show how uncomfortable and angry she is at this. She's just over it. She's done. She is over it. And But then the girls are crying. Elisa's crying. Adrian's mm-hmm. crying. I'm crying. And were they, were they moved by the spirit or were they just done with it? That's the question. Well, Elise doesn't have a spirit, so she wasn't moved by anything. I'm not, <laughs> sure, what, I'm not sure what moved Elise. But Elise and Ebony, notably <laughs> soulless competitors. Yeah, who have demons, I guess. Um, but we find out that Elise was crying because she was just so uncomfortable that Robin took control and 
wanted to hold this little prayer moment, kumbaya. Yeah. And Adrian says she started her own prayer. So I yeah. would love to know what Adrian was praying about. Like, I would I, love to know what's in her mind. I would love to know anytime what Adrian's internal monologue is, because I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah, I know. We arrive at the Stuff Magazine shoot and the girls meet Tyra and she talks about how even though they're shooting a men's magazine, there's still a fashion side to it. And she talks about all of their energy being in the eyes and not in the body. So like when you're being sexy, you put sexy in your eyes and she says the body will follow. The body follows the eyes. The eye references so early on. She's like all about the eyes, eye intensity. Uh, We meet Barry Hollywood, who's the photographer this week and he is not related to the great British uh, baking show legend snack, Paul Hollywood. Oh, I don't know Paul Hollywood. I thought you were going to say berries of Hollywood. If Paul Hollywood (laughs) is listening to this podcast, please DM. (laughs) Shoot your shot. And Tyra is going to be like, I'm going to show you girls how it's done, but not even wearing what the girls are going to be wearing. She is like in this clueless era pleated, skirt with this like Carolina Herrera crisp blazer shirt with a five inch collar. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely has, dynasty. Yes. Big dynasty energy. And honestly, she's just standing in front of the wall. So I don't see what <laughs> she, the, the point of this teach was because she's it's just standing there, but I guess it's all in her eyes. Mm, I guess. We find out that Katie admits to being in Playboy so this is a probably a dream come true for her because mm-hmm. she's getting into that market that she wants to be in. It does feel like they're setting up this shoot to be a win for Katie, right? Like it's it's giving her and even even the the runway challenge, like they gave her things that are on brand for her, being sort of the sexy, quote unquote sexy model in the bunch. Yeah. And I mean, and they're in bathing suits, so it's like, why wouldn't Katie excel? Right. But from the get-go, Elise, Adrian, Nicole, and Giselle stand out. Funny enough, they're shooting for Stuff Magazine, and Elise literally is getting her bra stuffed because she is lacking in the upper chest department. And she says, why would I care if they're stuffing my bra? I just spent an hour in hair and makeup changing the way my face and hair look. (laughs) She's embracing the creative. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Uh, Robin, though, is standing around in her bathing suit, but has a wrap around her waist. And Tyra talks to her about how she needs to feel confident in her skin and embrace her curves because Tyra herself is often the biggest girl at the Victoria's Secret show, she says. Which I, I don't believe for a second. You can't call Tyra Banks plus size. N- not yet. <laughs> <laughs> But oh my God. I said that, but I'm all about curvy Tyra. I'm well, yeah, of course, yes. Tyra, who doesn't give any Fs about those curves. Yeah, healthy Tyra. Seasons. Healthy Tyra. Well, we cut to panel. And we see the judges again. And we see Janice, Bo, Kamora, and our guest judge, Jay Alexander. Mm-hmm. And notably, Janice, I think, is wearing props from the photo shoot. She's wearing the exact same necklace that Robin wore, which I think uh, now we know the wardrobe budget was not great. Yeah, it was like very early rented when we like, hey, we have two more days on this necklace. Who wants to wear it? They went to Renaswag and they talked to Tom Haverford and they're like, what do you have in the giant statement necklace department? And we'll take it. For the mature women. (laughs) (laughs) 
we are given a teach by Jay Alexander, who administers, I think, the first mini challenge ever at panel. Mm. Yep. Um, it is a walk-off with codes. And in the eyes of the world's first supermodel, Janice Dickinson, Elisa Amazing, because she looks like a model. She walks like a model, I guess. She did take off the coat pretty seamlessly, a lot better than the other girls did. Yes, she did. She just stuck, she took that double-breasted trench coat off with ease. Robin has the pageant walk again, because she, you know, she's a little pageant girl from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Lots of eye contact to the audience, because you want to draw them in, as she explains. Yes. Jay tells Shannon she is catching flies, because her mouth is open the entire time. And it's- Girl's got to breathe. I mean, she we looks need like oxygen. <laughs> she looks like a guppy just gasping for her last breath. Wow. When it comes to reviewing the photos, Janice points out that Robin is too old at 26. She's retirement age in the modeling industry. They talk Dude, about I get how, that. Yeah. They talk about how Katie looks like Miss July in a men's calendar. Ironically, maybe she was Miss July in Playboy. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Kimora again tells Elise that she's very thin and very pale in that in that exact way. And you know what though? She can't help it. She, do you want her to tan? Do you want her to right lay like, in a bed and get skin cancer? Kimora, you've got eight weeks. Like, what do you expect her to do? And the feedback is, I feel so wishy-washy because you have this coke addict model from the 70s telling you that your body is amazing because she was also really thin growing up. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kimora, who probably wanted to look like Janice Dickinson, but is a real woman. Right. And so to her, more meat on the bone is, I guess, more appealing for a model. But and also I, we're in the era of skinny models. It, we, well, I, I think maybe... Uh, you know, Kate Moss really started that trend in the 90s. <clears throat> and th- we're, we're, we're just a few years out from that. So I can see that the trend is like still present. But I think also the industry, the modeling industry is thinking about health issues and like how, what, what skinny models communicate to young girls about the perfect body and what they should aspire to look like. So I think Kimora is part of this movement. And Tyra too, I would say, is part of this movement. Oh, yeah. To move sure. toward... Uh, representing the, the, the normal, quote-unquote normal woman who uh, is not Kate Moss thin, or at least thin. Yeah. And then uh, Janice explains to Nicole that her pose in her photo with her arms crossed makes her boobs look boobier. Which are fake because they are separated like the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen such a boob job like that in my life until... Well, you know what? Lisa Rinna has fake boobs, too, and they look just like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, more power to Nicole. She's, she's really wanted to model, and I think she, she, more than a lot of the other girls, I think, has a body that photographs really well. It, like, it looks healthy, but it doesn't look too fake. Right, right. It, 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 it seems like a, a realistically fake body. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole has been conditioned to look like a model. She wants to be a model. So she's like, I have to get the, the big boobs and be tan and have a slender body. Yeah. She has a good body, I will say. She has one of the best bodies in the competition. And, and the fact that we've had two bikini photo shoots back to back, I think, is really speaking to, like, it's really putting Nicole's body on display as... Yeah. In, in all of its glory. Yes, which I love. 
somehow, in some way, Shannon is awarded best photo, which I don't get it. Her photo wasn't the best to me, but mm. that's their own issue. Also, Shannon having the best photo for Stuff Magazine is the opposite of her brand. So there's that fact as well. Like I know. Shannon wouldn't even walk with her shirt unbuttoned on the runway because she didn't want her boobs out. And now, like, P.S. Stuff's mission statement is boobs out period. Like that's all they're about. So, yeah. Um, but it's also a reversal because like we were saying, we really would expect Katie to excel in this episode, in this challenge. Um, and then of course it's the opposite of, of Katie. It's, it's the person who would never appear in Playboy. It's the person who has the Christian boy taped on her wall in the house. So Katie and uh, Kizzy end up in the bottom two. And then of course, Katie is sent home in, in a move that I feel like is, is orchestrated to be shocking to us because of of the the brand that they've put onto Katie throughout this episode. Yeah. We also start to see Tyra uh, workshopping her monologue that she'll say iconically at the end of every episode uh, in the future. Not not really during this cycle, but I think she she perfects it soon enough. I only have one photo in my hands. Um, Here we get the very clear statement that you will pack your belongings and go home. I know, those are triggering words. Uh, so Katie says goodbye. She, uh, she packs up. We see her leave. She's pretty chill about it. I mean, I, I, I don't know that she expected to win. I think she was there partly for the exposure, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some of the learning. But we know that modeling is not her end goal. She really wants to work in television. Which she ends up doing because she is number model number 11 She's on Deal or No Deal? Not even that. She is briefcase number 11. Like, okay. She's not a human being. She, <laughs> she held a briefcase. Very much like Jennifer Grey holds a watermelon in Dirty Dancing. And you know what? Kudos to her because look how that worked out for Meghan Markle. Also worked on Deal or No Deal and is, well, was a princess. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos, Katie. Kudos. We, we can say that she did marry a prince. So she did very good prints, though, so we'll say that. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this week's contribution to pop culture? I mean, wow. It's so obvious that it's going to be Jay Alexander. Walk like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Life was never the same after we met him. Mm-hmm. I know my life wasn't. And literally, I always say this randomly to like my friends like we'll be like just driving down melrose or something and we'll see someone like in a really nice outfit and i'm like she better walk like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight and they're like what and i'm like do you even know who i am (laughs) (laughs) the rent is due tonight literally Uh, we also in this episode there's Jay not only talks the talk, he walks the walk. And so he does a lot of demonstrating good walk on the runway. And at one point he does it without pants, just a long t-shirt and heels. And, and the girls are just like beyond. They cannot believe. Shannon very notably says that Jay has better legs than her. And she's not wrong. Like these are iconic. Jay has better legs than Tyra Banks probably too. Yes. And Jay knows how to use them. He does. To evoke ZZ Top in this moment. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, let's talk about the judging a little bit. I'll see you in court. Who would you have called first this week based on the photos? 
I would have called Nicole. Her, she got great feedback. She looked the part. She embraced the creative. Yes, her breasts must, may have looked breastier, but how much fashion is there when you're literally wearing a bathing suit and you're in front of a waterfall wall? <laughs> right, like a, pain, a pane of glass with water trickling down. Yeah. Yeah. Who would um, you have called? Well, that's a good question. So I, I like Nicole's photo a lot. And I think it's strange that she's not being recognized for the strength that she's bringing to the competition at this point. Um, but I also really liked Elise's photo, even though it is also for Elise, it's the opposite of what you would expect. But she has a thing where it's almost like, I don't think she's thinking when she's modeling um, or she's not thinking about her body in the way like Kizzy is very self-conscious about what she's doing. I think she just is going with it. And um, she's discovering in that process I think some very interesting posing and she's bringing face. So it's helping too that she's got like great hair in this shoot. It's like wild. It's the opposite. Maybe it's very freeing for her to be this completely different person from herself. And so she doesn't give any fucks about the end result. I I don't know, but um, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't care what she looks like as long as a good photo comes out in the end. And I think Elise knows internally that she is producing good photos granted it's only episode two but it's she's not getting harsh feedback from whoever is ever is the creative director on these photo shoots it could be tyra yeah um so in her mind she's like okay maybe the less i say and the more i do the work the body of work will speak for itself right for real but um, i also will say sorry to cut you off yeah but i have a big problem with how these photos also came out because Half of them are literally shot from the belly button up. The only photo that is full body is, I think, Giselle, maybe. So for Tyra to be like, take off the wrap, Robin. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you won't pick a photo where you can see my thighs. Bitch, you are the most chaotic person. Not only that, but there's that moment where Giselle is clinging to Nicole's leg in the photo shoot. Like, um, ugh. It's like like uh, Nicole is Conan the Barbarian and yeah. Giselle is like the woman that Conan has captured and dragged back to his cave. Like, I don't really understand what that was about. And Nicole's outfit was literally a bikini and she had like this mesh cut out piece of fabric that was wrapped around her bikini. Like, what are yeah. you even doing? It was just there for her to put her thumb through, which is like also, that's like the, the church lady fashion so, show pose of uh, bikini photo shoots. It's, it's putting your thumb through the, <laughs> yeah. through the side, for sure. I want to say one more thing about Elise in this photo shoot because, and I think maybe this contributes to her performance in the shoot. At some point, she she tells a confessional interview that she she thinks that the girls view her as not taking the competition seriously. And then in a very Machiavellian way, she, she says, but the girls don't know that maybe I am starting to take it a little more seriously. And then we see her like knock out the, the runway teach and then also do a great photo in the shoot. Yeah. That, and then it fades to black yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Elise, what have you got up your sleeve. She's the sleeper agent of this season. She just needed to be activated and now look out because she is coming for blood. And boy, did she get activated. She was like, <laughs> someone had an agent and they poured it on her and they lit her on fire. Yeah, yep. yep. 
of course, there's always a chance for us to reflect on Tyra's legacy with America's Next Top Model and visit what we believe is the cringe of the week. Ew, gross! So what do you nominate for cringe? So it's, I'm nominating a person. I'm gonna uno- a nominate, I'm gonna nominate Elise, Elise, wherever you are, I love you, but you had one of the greatest breakdowns ever on reality TV in your confessional where you just call Giselle worthless. Like, I could never do that, but she did it for us. Yeah. There's also all of the slut shaming that's directed at Katie throughout this episode for her being too quote unquote sexy. Uh, I would throw that out there as an option. Yes, I agree. You're shooting for Stuff Magazine and she's confident in her body, but she looks like Miss July, but you have her in the bathing suit and what else do you want from me, Tyra? You are draining all the energy out of me already on episode two. I, th- I feel like this is the definition of gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we're giving you two swimsuit photo shoots, so you're going to do really well because that's what you want to do, right? Well, joke's on you. You didn't make it fashion enough, so you got to go home. Yeah. There's also the moment um, after one of the runway teaches, they all go out to pizza, and Robin very notably tries to learn how to throw pizza dough in the air. Uh, so all of the girls eat pizza except for Elise, who eats oatmeal. Uh, which gets a lot of attention from the other contestants because they're concerned about how much Elise is eating and also the fact that Elise rejected carbs with melted fat on them and instead chose the heart-healthy option of oatmeal. Yeah, she wanted that fiber intake. And also, you're in a modern competition. Why are you just eating junk food? Right. Granted, you have the personal trainer. I get that. But girls, where is the diet at? They've not yet gotten the cautionary tale of Kenya, which we'll find mm-hmm. in a later cycle. But uh, for now, they, they are eating pizza like there's no tomorrow. And Robin's throwing this pizza dough in a pea coat. <laughs> I don't get it. I've never made pizza like that before, but I know I wouldn't be wearing a pea coat. Mm-hmm. And I think our last nominee for Cringe of the Week is white girls dancing at Wyclef Sean studio. Yes. And yeah. acting like they know who he is. It made me so uncomfortable because I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing. And they were like in a circle and they were like having their cups in their hand. Like, I'm drunk. Like, what? what? Yeah, it feels very much to me like a producer was like, look like you're having fun. And then they were like, you know, dancing to no music. Yeah. And why was it so dark in that studio? Like, can I have lights, please? It's not too much to ask. No. We deliberated a long time about the cringe of the week and, and what... What was our decision, Giovanni? Elise, the iconic breakdown. The rant, the rant that will rant for all time. Yes, Elise ran so Tiffany could walk. (laughs) 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 um, So we've been hard on Elise in this episode, and I agree that this rant, like, I can only imagine that when all of these girls watched the episode and they were like, Elise said that about me, that, like, Elise got deleted from all of their MySpace accounts forever, and that Elise was probably regretful. And even in this episode, we see the moment after the rant, Elise wakes up and she's like, yawn, oh, I got such a great night's sleep. This competition's been so rough, but I feel great now. And she's like, Giselle, would you like some tea? Can I bring you some tea? Some herbal <laughs> tea, some peppermint tea? I'll just bring it. You lay in bed. I'm on. Yeah, 
As she literally spilled tea the night before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Messy, so it is, but we it's love It's literally her. the dawning of a new day for Elise. Yeah. Post, post rant. So she, um, she she's cringing. 12 hours. We're cringing. It's cringy. We still love you, Elise. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Sadly. Actually, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about Katie. Uh, before we end. Katie, uh, you know, Katie's eliminated in this episode and part of our commitment in this retrospective is to uh, is to find out what happened to these contestants after they left the show. In three, two, one, breaking news. So we saw actually a lot of good news about Katie when we were doing our research. Katie, uh, like we mentioned, was on Deal or No Deal. She had some spots on TV shows and she's actually been doing a lot of producing and she is still acting. Uh, she's still booking parts. So Katie achieved her dream. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she partied with Leo. <laughs> she's been partying with Leo DiCaprio. Um, she, she's had a, what, almost a 20-year career now in the entertainment yeah, industry. Yeah, with, with no crazy. Gas. Yeah. Um, we she, love a girl who stays booked. She did also experience some tragedy we discovered, which was very sad. And that's that her extremely attractive husband committed suicide. Uh, as they were in the process of ending their marriage. So super hate that part of the story, but love that Katie is a survivor and she's still out there doing what she needs to do. Yes. And I think she also got a new face and just thrown out up there because the Katie that I saw on IMBD is not the same Katie we saw on TV. But she is also, you know, 20 years older. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She, so aging 20 years gives you a new jawline. And she looks good. She looks yeah, good. I love her. Shout out to Katie. Katie, DM us. I followed you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That that concludes this week's episode. Giovanni, as always, it's been a pleasure to chat with you about our shared obsession. Same. I wouldn't think of any other way to spend my Sunday morning. I just have one more thing to say. Okay. Giovanni, it's time for you to pack your belongings and go. Where am I going to go? I don't know, but you can't stay here. (laughs) Bye. Bye.